Okay, okay, we are here to discuss Black Widow. This is a complete spoiler discussion. So if you haven't listened to our spoiler-free review, you can find that here on the, the channel as well. It should be up and ready for your listening pleasure as you hear this one. But this discussion here will be all spoilers. We'll be talking about the beginning, middle, end, and post credit scene of Black Widow. So if you do not want to know what happens in the film and you haven't seen it, um, you may want to jump off. So this is your final warning. We will be going into everything. So as always, it is me, Brandon Church, your host, joined by Joshua Church and my father, Chris Sr. He is actually here for the spoiler discussion. He shows up for the stuff where he can actually talk. He, did, he wasn't sure what he could say in a spoiler-free review. Stuff where I'm not limited yeah. in my thoughts and in the freedom of speech. We call him Mr. Spoiler for a reason. He will tell you everything. He'd be like, you know Black Widow died? Like the day after <laughs> Endgame came out. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're talking about Black Widow. We're going to get into the film. So, Dad, you didn't really give a chance, get a chance to tell us all of your thoughts on the movie as a whole. So we'll let, we'll let you start about what you thought right. about it. Well, I think it was a, a very interesting way in which they uh, used her original origin story and then put together a, a different piece in order for the possibilities for Marvel to be able to do other movies within the Black Window. When, uh, Widow, excuse me, franchise. Oh, Black Window. Oh, no, no. I know. I couldn't get that out for Is whatever that similar reason. similar to Black Mirror? Uh, something like that. Just reversed. It was uh, her original origin story didn't quite go like that. There was a, a an agency like the Red Room where she was trained and she was done all of this thing, but she didn't have any of this these fam- familial ties. She didn't have a father, a mother. They didn't do any of these things. I think that was an interesting contrivance that they're using to give her an origin story to where they can do. If you listen to the previous review on Black Widow, where they can do spinoffs, they can do TV shows because. Between where this movie begins, which is right after Civil War, basically takes place right after the uh, Avengers Civil War, uh, to all the way up into the Infinity Wars, there's all this time period where she could actually regroup, get with her family. They could go on adventures, missions, et cetera, et cetera. I could see them easily being able to stick two or three movies or TV show within the, that time frame if they care to do so. That would have nothing to do with moving their current story forward, but would allow them to utilize uh, Scarlett Johansson and the people that were just in this movie. They could do easily three, four movies right in here. They could have, but they they cut that. They already shot themselves in the foot with that. They're not going to do that. Why? Because, I mean, at the end of the film, well, two things. One is the post credit scene. And then, two, at the end of the film, when she leaves, she leaves on the jet and says, I guess I've put one family back together. Now I'm going to go try to fix the right. But see, I, it still works because when she went to go fix the other family back together, it was prior to the snap. What we see when we see her uh, stone, her tombstone, it's after the snap. Yeah, I'm not yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah okay. I know that. So but when she at the end of the film before the post credit, she's taking off wearing the outfit that she shows up with when she helps um, Vision and everybody fight oh no Correct. cap helped them she helped she shows up somewhere i forget where exactly yeah it just seemed like the way they were into the film she's going directly to go yeah, help she's, them. she's going directly to that scene where she shows up again 
she she gonna break out Steve Rogers and then that just be it. I mean, you're not wrong. There is some space, father. There's I'm a like, lot I'm, of space, yeah. But like, I don't, I don't. Maybe if it's a TV show, but like, I don't see Disney doing it because like, who cares? Like, who cares about that time and space in, in the in overall MCU? I think we all like Black Widow as a character. We would like to see something more. But, like, do we really want to fill in the gaps between Infinity Wars? Is that entertaining? Like, I really don't have any interest. I mean, unless it's something comparing. Especially since they murdered my boy Taskmaster in this film, right? They made him, like, a complete goon and a robot, right? And, like, that he has... I hate the fact that his ability was a robot. I hate the fact that he was a robot. That was, like, my problem with the film, Brandon. It's, like, Taskmaster was this menacing guy that was, like, mimicking other people's abilities and this mastermind, and he's just a program robot. I'm like, how can you do my voice so dirty? You know? But, you know... I mean, like, do you think people can feel that space? Is that that something you really want to see, Dad? Well, I mean, that's literally what they did with Mandalorian. That's literally what's happening. That's what that whole show is based upon. So it looks like, but they could just use the same type of format that they were using for that in Star Wars. They could just apply it here if they want to. I'm saying they they left themselves tons of options. I mean, but I'm asking you as a viewer. I know Mandalorian. And it was a new character they introduced to the series over a 20 year gap between episode. Yeah, that's uh, the same. There's a huge seven. gap. There's not a big gap. This, here. Is, this is a known character, which is like maybe you got a year or two. I mean, would you want, I don't think I would be interested seeing just to fill in the gap at that time. Would, well, do you think I, you, I mean, I know it's possible, but was that something you would want to see that? Yeah, I, I, I would like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing her and her family on more adventures. I think they had a very good chemistry. I think they got along very well. They played off of each other very well. The comic relief, uh, you know, her dad is a red star or whatever it is. And, and the whole nine yards, it's a, yeah, I could see them in a, a short mini series or one or two movies. Sure. Not that I, it needs to fill in the gap in between what's actually happening in the Avengers world. Just as a storyline unto itself, they they had a good chemistry. I could see it actually happening. I think it would be a matter of how it tests with the old general, general public the reaction of this movie and how much they like the characters. But I could see it actually. They could I do it. Think, I don't think they'll. Do I, it. I don't think so. I could because I think the TV shows and every MCU movie moves the universe forward to an overall goal. And just having more films of Black Widow, like, it would, would, I can't imagine myself right now, where would the needle be moving? It wouldn't accomplish anything, you know? Like, the TV shows, like, the Captain Falcon with the Soldier is accomplishing establishing the new Captain America and possible villains for his show. Like, I, what would Black Widow be accomplishing? You know, I, I think that's, I mean, that's well, why I think they wouldn't do it, because it wouldn't add overall to what they've been doing for the last 15 years. So. Well, I think it would add to the replacement of helping people identify, even though they did it in the ending with her sister, the one that's going to replace her. The one, uh, thing I could, the one thing I could see is, this is what I didn't bring up in the review because I didn't want to, it's too, too easy to spoil, was that they completely underutilized Ross. I still don't know why he was in this movie, right? There's a whole ending, right, where she's after everybody leaves and she fights. That Ross shows up. We have no idea what she said to him, what transpired, how she was Correct. able to get made free, right? There's something there that's important that we don't know. 
So that could be something. Um, but outside of that, I don't really see too much because, yeah, like Joshua mentioned, there's not a lot of time. And when you bring in Mandalorian, there's like, yeah, there's like a 20. There's there's larger gaps in Star Wars. This was like a year between Civil War and Infinity War. It wasn't that long. In actual time before or yeah, actual in actual, in act, I mean, I yeah, in time it, is if you were in the MCU world. Like for, at the end of Civil War, when everybody went to prison and stuff, by the time Infinity War, she broke everybody out. It wasn't that long. I think yeah, it was like a year, maybe two. And I think yeah. in this film, like I think a year has passed. <laughs> I, I think they said like twenty six weeks at one some point, or thirty two weeks later, or something in the film. So like a lot of time has already passed. So um, yeah, if so, I'm not mistaken. And it's interesting because it, it, it looks like they're kind of driving to start another franchise with the agent. When Julia Lewa Dreyfus shows up and now she's recruiting her sister, she already recruited uh, Bad Captain America from the show. So I don't know if they're going to do a spinoff or are these people actually going to play an important part well, in the next movie. Well, here's the thing with that. Because of her character, I forget, Contessa of whatever. It's a long name, Contessa Fontaine or something, whatever. She works with Thaddeus Ross in the comics. She works with him, and they create the Thunderbolts. And U.S. Agent eventually becomes a leader of that. So it's entirely possible that they're doing a variation of that, but not showing Ross's involvement right now. Because that could be the only – that's what I'm trying to figure out, why he was even in the film. It was cool at the beginning. Like, that was a cool scene. But not later. I mean, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, that's the problem with the overall film. It's just kind of how it just ends. Like, yeah. I think they just started to bring it into it because it would be cool. And it, it, it doesn't make sense for <laughs> the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s to just randomly show up as the caster is crashing, crashing down, right? Like, you really have to explain that they've been keeping an eye on the Red Room this entire time. Like, it's been knowledge by S.H.I.E.L.D., but how did they know that it was all of a sudden crashing she down? She, called, yeah, yeah. she, she, she we, called She them. put her tracker back on is what she did. Yeah. She, Black she, Widow. She, she, she activated her tracker, and that's why they came. Yeah. Uh, okay, I missed that tidbit okay, a little bit, too, and, as well. And, and then the post-credit scene with Julie Lua-Dreyfus, that whole scene looks like it was added way after this movie. So I think it's important that they're trying, whatever they're getting ready that's the clue to where they're driving with the U.S. agent and the recruitment with Ross, well, her, and uh, everything. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. agent seems to be like, I don't know if he's going to be a villain for the next Captain America movie, for Falcon, or, you know, well, I guess Captain America. But I do know there is a Hawkeye TV show coming up. So I'm pretty sure that Elena is going to be in the TV show. And then I think maybe Valentina or Valentino or whatever is going to be the villain for Hawkeye. I think maybe she could be the overall auction villain for all, I guess not all of MCU movies or TV shows, but yeah. maybe she is some part of an organization. Uh, I, I guess so. Um, and that, that but, was the thing with the post credit scene that drove me crazy. Cause I kept hearing about how it was so amazing and how massive it was. And it was really going to set the direction. And then when I watched it, I was like, that's not that big. And no, like, no, it wasn't. it wasn't. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what that is. Like, they, he's, they already announced a Hawkeye TV show. Now she's going after him. I mean, it's not hard to put two and two together. Exactly what yeah. Joshua said. So right. it's like, what? Right. Okay. I mean, and I kind of like, even though it's, it seems like they're kind of repeating the formula with uh, 
Nicholas Cage, but Samuel Jackson, I think she is formulating a team. So we're like, it's phase four, but it, I think we're seeing phase one again where we watch Iron Man and saw somebody recruit somebody new. We watched, yeah. uh, you know, Thor and saw that recruit. And so I think it's leading to something big. So I think they're repeating the steps with this, uh, woman, Valentina, whatever. Um, yes, that yeah, that's just fine. Call her that. And, Valley and with, or something like that. Yeah, Valley. And I think, I think we're seeing that again. I just don't know where it's going to lead. Is it going, she just going to be the antagonist for like Hawkeye show or she, is it going to be like its own defender show at some point with team <laughs> USA or whatever? What if it's like two, what I'm what if it's like two competing like hero teams, like yeah. there's a next big bad and then you're going to have the Thunderbolts. Let's, let's call them that right with us agent, maybe Elena and maybe other people. And then you're going to have the new Avengers and they're both going to be trying to fight whatever the enemy is. And they're going to be clashing with each other at the same time. Or be interesting. Or do they actually end up splitting this universe? Loki becomes very important because he's the only thing right now that's involving time travel where yeah. timelines can diverge and split and you can end up with two separate universes and you can end up with the U.S. agent universe and they're doing one thing and then the Avengers in another universe doing something else. I mean, they have so many possibilities the way they set themselves up yeah. um, to keep the product going. Maybe. I mean, they could. I, I don't think it could be too crazy or too confusing because I think the shows in itself are so big that it's still trying to, you know, <laughs> capture like the mass audience. And you can't have too, it can't be too confusing. Families want to go see this film, right? Because it's a big action. I don't think it's going to be too crazy, but I think they are setting up different teams. I, I think the U.S. agent, um, you know, you know, it, it can, and whatever the team, it, I guess, I, could, I don't know what the squad is called, but I, I think they could have their own show or maybe even lead up to a movie at this point since like the TV show seems to be having movie budgets at these points. <laughs> yeah. So, Loki is a prime example of that. Yeah. Loki is killing it. So, I mean, if you watch the little, uh, anybody watch the little Bart Simpson Loki thing? I did not, but I did hear that no. they made that whole thing in like two weeks or something. All right. And one of the, one of the key uh, jokes is, are we, doing, are we doing spoilers for a different show in this Black Widow show? Spoilers? Like, are, we, are we doing that? Is that what's happening? I mean, I mean we're, we're, we're never really reviewing The Simpsons. It just yeah, we're not going to review on the TV show. It, it just happens to be applicable to what we're reviewing this week okay. uh, in our discussion. Basically, I, I, without doing a spoiler, one of the things they say, one of their little gags is, this is what happens when Disney buys Fox and everything else. <laughs> so the, the merging of all these different characters and all the different places they can go with this stuff. Uh, and, and I don't see that. I, I see them trying to get a big, another big movie franchise spinoff because they're going to have to find some way to use all the stuff that they've acquired. I mean, the, 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 the tremendous properties. Now you, you still got the fantastic four. You've got all these things that you're going to have to try to put all these people in some kind of storytelling arc or decide where the line's going to go. Yeah, I think they're slowly doing it. They're getting people familiar with these unknown characters. Like I said, Yelena, um, Taskmaster to some degree. They're, they're, they're trying to get you more familiar with these people and maybe they'll be introduced. Loki is the biggest, like Dad said, he, you're right, it's a linchpin because there's so many ways it can go, right? The, the prevailing theory right now is that the one in charge of the TVA is Kang. 
right? And Kang is supposed to be the villain for Ant, the new Ant-Man movie. So if that ties in and Kang is the big bad in this Loki show, and that ties into the Ant-Man movie, does that mean Loki is going to be in the Ant-Man movie, right? Like there's, there's all these different things that can happen and we don't know what the end's going to be. So it's, it's very, go ahead, go ahead. It's go ahead. very, it's a very exciting time because it's, it's finally the MC for MCU is finally, I guess for the hardcore fans like us who read comic books, it's, it kind of hit this point where it can really just get messy and cross over for any character. Like, and like every, the, the universe has been established, right? Into the, like the mass audience where we could do multiverse and kind of stuff. So it's really exciting to see what they could do, right? At this point, um, like who can cross over. And I think the television shows are going to play a major role to yeah. like, I don't see a Fantastic Four movie. I see a Fantastic Four miniseries television show. I think they do, I think it's easier to do six episodes of a Fantastic Four movie you know, introduce the characters and then use them for a big event in somebody else's movie or something like that. I you kind know? of agree I, with that, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a good it's, idea. It, it's it's just simple. It's easy. You you feed Disney Plus. You get six episodes out. You know, you still have that movie budget, but you can do characters. It's it's a lot more easier to do something. Maybe they'll have a fantastic I, I, for a movie, but I think for the small characters, the building the stuff. It just kind of works better, but then at the same time, we get in like a Moon Knight movie, right? Like that's what who, you know. How, I like Moon how, Knight. Okay, I like them. Don't knock Moon Knight. Moon Knight's cool. I'm not, but it's just like it's a random MCU character that we have, right? Not to mention that Blade is coming back. That's going to somehow yeah. tie all this together, right? So yeah, yeah. so oh, I they're, think, bring, they're bringing Blade back. Yeah, you didn't know yeah. that. Mar 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 no, no. Ali is playing yeah. Blade as an oh. MCU character. Yeah. Wow. What, Which is good. What's fantastic, like Joshua was saying, is that they've been very good. Marvel has been very good at taking real minor characters in the minor the Marvel universe and making them very interesting and putting them way out front to where you have tons of interest in these characters now, uh, their development and where they're skyrocketing to. I mean, Loki, yeah, he was a bit, he was really just a Thor character. He was just a minor character. He was his brother. He was an irritant, the trickster. I mean, now he's all over. There's so much interest in this character uh, and what's going on with him. They, they've done a hell of a job. And I think Josh was right. I think that's a – I couldn't figure out how, what the heck they were going to do with Fantastic Four because it was a problem every time they revamped the show. But I think what you just said works fantastic. Do it as a I series. I see what you did there. You see what I did there. Do yeah, it as yeah. a series and then use them in a uh, in a fantastic ending. Yeah, uh, they have so many properties. Yeah, and then you could, and they'd be really good because I think you want to only do Fantastic Four in MCU. To be honest with you guys, is to introduce Doctor Doom. I think the best thing out of F four is to get Doctor Doom. Maybe you could use Reed Richards as the next Tony Stark into the series, you know, to try to fill that scientist yeah, void. Yeah, it would be Richards. You need a scientist to go along with sure. Banner. Yeah, and Banner, right? But I think that because Dr. Doom as a villain, man, like, he, he's so entertaining because not only is he inhuman on Earth, right, but he, he does become a galactic threat to a lot of situations going forward. So it, I think it would be kind of cool to see on film that, like, somebody from Earth just really – 
messing up the cosmo as so as so as opposed to just like Kang the Emperor, right? This is awkward. We got the super alien dude randomly showing up, which I'm not against, but like, you know, Doctor Doom gets the Infinity Gauntlet at some point. And he really does, you know, he, he mess, he, he goes crazy. So I think it'd be really cool. Um, so. Yeah. I think um, I think Marvel's biggest problem is trying to figure out what they're going to do with Spider-Man because they don't have full rights to him. I think that's the only headache that they're really, really having is uh, how do we use him? We want to use him. Can we get the rights to use him? Do we got to pay to use him? And then how can we use him going forward with guarantees? That's the only one I think really. But they worked that out. I think they made a new deal recently to get him in. So, oh, they did because yeah. I thought they would. I think they were going to ride him out with the multiverse thing because Spider Man is bringing in the multiverse in the next movie. You know, um, Far Away from Home, I think it's called. Or yeah, Far from Home. Far from Home. I think, I, in my opinion, to solve the issue with Spider Man and why he's not going to be in the MCU is they're going to use the multiverse to say that he got caught off in another dimension, and then Sony's just going to do their own Spider Man films at that point. I think he's just going to be shoo. Over there. Um, Maybe. Maybe. That's fine. Yeah. I don't don't know about that. I think he's too beloved and he's too central of a character. And since he's so young, you could still make him one of the the leads of like a new Avengers type role that people know. Right? It would be him. It would be um, like Hulk. You know, a couple of people that are still there. So it's it's interesting what they would do. Um, Yeah. Bringing him onto the Avengers like is the natural thing to do, right? But just at the, I don't know how they were going to do it. You know, it's yeah. just I don't I don't know how they would do it. I don't so, know either. They kill so, him off. I, I don't know. I, they they have so many ways that they can approach this stuff, and it, it's you're right in the sense that it's it's going everywhere, and they have all these different directions, and they could be bringing all these things. But that actually kind of worries me a little bit because I feel that it's going to get too bloated. There's going to be too much going on, too many threads to follow all over the place. And it's one of the reasons I stopped reading comics uh, back in the day because storylines I would pick up in one uh, series would then conclude in an entirely different series that I didn't read. And it got so complicated, I just stopped following it. And I worry that they'll get too big at a certain point. Now, Marvel did that because they kept changing their universes in the comic series. They kept ending them and restarting them where DC did a very good job with their comics. They kept the threads together, their movie products and their TV products, not as well, but they kept their comic book threads together. Um, And I agree. And that's why I think the movies are not going to be too complicated. I think the movies are going to be the main storyline that we can follow. And the TV shows can be a little bit different. Like, I don't think it's going to be too complicated because of those reasons you guys would say, um, but also, you know, Disney Plus does a really good job of, like, organizing films. If you go to the Marvel section, I'm pretty sure they're going to have, like, a row where they'll be like, here's the Infinity Saga chronologically watching these orders, right? Sure. They, they're right. going to go back and spend days watching huh? movies. Huh? huh? I said, yeah, if you wanted to go back and spend days watching movies again. But I'm talking about, yeah. like, now. <laughs> right? Like, if they, you know, if they... They have a huge – right now it's okay, right? We have Loki. We know who Loki is. Falcon and Winter Soldier, we know who that character is. WandaVision, we know those characters. But when you start introducing new characters, She-Hulk, uh, the new Hawkeye, uh, d- new characters in this Disney Plus format that we now not only have to connect to the current MCU but have to get to know, it, like that's where it starts getting confusing. Well, I, 
I think if they keep doing it this way, they make it interesting. Like, okay, like Black Widow's movie that we just watched. If they decided to do something with her family, they've introduced them. Yes. So if they spun them off somewhere, you, you now have an attachment to this family core. And her sister, mother, and all of them. She, The mother could be the new scientist, but maybe she works with the evil team. We don't know. But you've introduced them, and now we have an affinity with these people. They're doing a very good job at giving backstory and touching on introductions to where now you're interested, as long as it's going along with their future development. So I think they've learned from their huge mistakes in their comic line division to make these characters vested with you at some point and take you on that journey so that you can keep context. Yeah. If you will, if you want to. And like Joshua was saying with the, with the TV series, I think those are important because you can binge six episodes and get caught up if you miss something or you want to curate it into your knowledge. But as you were saying earlier, you may not want to go back and rewatch all these movies in order. That's a lot of movies, a lot of time. But then diehard people do. Sometimes you, that curiosity, once you get peaked and you get into something, you go backwards. Just yeah. like I did with your guys' uh, Death Note thing. Once you guys introduced it to me, I went crazy. I went all the way back, read everything I could, watched you need, everything you need a I new could. Anime. You keep bringing that thing up. We need to introduce well, that, you to something. That, <laughs> we we got to get you something else. I really like that. That was really good. Um, uh, but they do, uh, they do have the show on uh, Disney Plus called legends marvel studio legends well yeah. every time the new tv show, like they you just click it and it gives you the character backgrounds so it's like a summary right. of everything you need um and to answer brian's concern i think the tv shows are not going to do anything too crazy i think it's too you know they want to make the next captain america movie right so it's going to be you know falcon and they and he's going to be there. I think it's a way to introduce side characters into the film that's just going to be there. And we're just going to have our story. And then you can go back and watch the television show to like, oh, get more context for this new side character. But I think it's just, I think it's going to be seamless, um, in my opinion. Because um, so as of right now, the shows haven't done anything too much to deviate to tell me otherwise. Um Everybody thinks Loki's going to be King the Conqueror. I really think it's just going to be Loki, you know, at the end. That's possible, too. That's possible, too. That was my wife's theory. She thought that the old Loki, played by Richard E. Grant, was going to end up being the big bad. That he didn't Mm. actually... Well, I guess we don't want to spoil it. But that he is going to end up being the big bad because of his story, right? Okay, well, I'll do minor spoilers for Loki because I want to talk about this real quick because I think it's a really good theory. Milder Sports, if you haven't seen Loki, I'm going to be doing this, so plug your ears for 30 seconds. All right. Because he faked his death. He didn't actually die when he did that whole thing to sacrifice himself in the last episode. But that he did all of this because he was lonely. Because in his story, he said that he left everything to go be on this planet by himself, right? And then the TVA showed up. Her theory. When he decided to get off. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But her theory, her theory was like, or we put it together together. It's like, no, that's not what happened. He actually won. He conquered his entire universe and then he got bored. He didn't know what else to do. And so he created something else. (laughs) He created the TVA to try to mess with everybody else's universe to cause trouble. Yes. I think, I I think uh, mine is similar onto that. I don't know if it's that particular Loki, the old man. I think Loki already won and conquered the TVA and he's just enjoying ruining it and creating his own storylines 
And he basically, the TVA is hunting down other Lokis because he's like, I can't let another person like me interfere what I'm doing. And I think that's what we've been watching is yeah. just the systematic oppression of eliminating all Loki variants like hardcore because Loki's in charge and he doesn't want nobody else to take his position. <laughs> so it, it, I, uh, that's a, such a good, like we're, we have the same basic theory. It's just different yeah. ways of getting there. But like, I think that is so strong that I'm kind of leaning towards that more than Kang because especially after when, uh, when Sylvie chopped off the head of the, the fake, whatever timekeeper dude and the other uh, one started laughing that's a loki thing he started laughing the other two timekeepers before they shut down they started laughing as his head rolled down the stairs i didn't even realize that okay. yeah she chopped off the middle guy's head it fell down and then the other two just started cracking up before they shut down mm. that to me is like it's all a game it's all a joke yeah man mm. it, I, I had a weird I had a weird theory that it was Loki's personal hell after Thanos killed him, and this is his purgatory, and he's constantly trying to fight, outdo himself, trying to get figure out a way out, but it's a loop. It's a more expansive loop, but he can never, ever get out. Maybe. I mean, the, the problem is with, with how he got the end it's from the It's from the end game. Tesseract. Yeah, yeah the That's Tesseract the is the way he escaped, right? Right. If that didn't so happen, it, I would agree with you, because this is not that Loki. So we that's the thing that we had to remind ourselves, like the Loki that we got in this show is the one like right after the first Avengers movie when he got defeated by Hulk. So like he's still that evil one who was working with Thanos. He hadn't even gone through the rest of that. But I'm, I'm thinking that's his beginning point after Thanos killed him and his hell begins. This is the logical part that starts the story that keeps that makes the loop go. How does he get into the loop? How does he fight to get out of the loop? And he's constantly having to battle with himself and the loop never ends. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I can't go with you on that one. Ah, come on, guys, come but, on. You no, know, because it's it's a different Loki. Like the one that died in Thanos is not what we've seen. We really the show starts off with him. Oh, I, I, I understand. I understand. Okay. And part of the torture is he has to relive and be a, become aware of it. he's killed his mother, he's killed his brothers, all everything he was fighting against was all oh. or not. And the only person he could possibly ever love, of course, is himself. So in loving sure. himself, he just finds a, a female part of himself Which is uh, to not that make it so ultra great. weird. That is so great. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that he would fall in love with himself. Yeah, yeah that is the only person that's capable of holding his attention or being Ooh. interesting is himself. Yeah. And that's something that the show is trying to do. But the whole, the biggest hole in your plot is that the, the first episode reminds us that it is the in-game Loki that like took the test like they literally that's how the show started no it's not so Endgame. It, it's no. avengers one avengers well, one well, i say in-game loki because loki died in infinity wars and then we we're watching in-game where they doing the time travel loki died loki in the in-game no loki died in infinity wars it it's a, it's a very that was infinity War at the beginning wars. that wasn't in game oh you're right that wasn't yeah, yeah okay so in-game it's like, well, Captain America travels back in the past, and they was trying to steal the Tesseract from the first Avengers movie. And that's the Loki that we see. That's why I keep referencing Endgame, but it is Loki from the first Avengers. So it's just a whole in that theory, you know. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, who's to say? I mean, I, I think it may be Loki at the end of it. King the Conqueror doesn't seem like a bad idea. I mean, uh, I don't think it's... I don't think it's Loki at the end of it. That, that's a, I, it's interesting, but I don't think it would be. Uh, that's almost as bad as my theory. It, it, it's it's possible, 
But then it, the, you were then on you, board with it at the beginning. Now all of a sudden you changed nah, it because we shot nah, down your theory. I said that's interesting. Oh, I just you don't so think petty. it's going to be that. <laughs> we shot down your theory. Well, you found I, I'm listening to Joshua and I'm looking at the holes and how they're going to use Loki for the end of it to be the old Loki because he was bored. So now, well, then, then that's the, then that gives credence to my theory. If you wanted to start something that made some semblance of sense in your own personal purgatory or hell, you would introduce him from the Tesseract, Tesseract part to where he has to relive where he killed his mother, where he has to relive that he got killed you're, by you're, Thanos. But that problem with that theory is you're too focused on the Loki that we know, but there's other Lokis that it's affecting. We've seen we've seen dozens of them. It's sure. not just about our Loki, the one that we know. It's about all of them. So, like, it's not just I'm going to get this particular version, right? Right, but then you're saying a particular version ends up being the one behind the time stream. What I, yes, I think his intention wasn't, like I think what Joshua said, his intention wasn't to torture Lokis. His intention was to just try to mess with the rest of the universe because he already did his. So he's trying to mess with everybody else's. And he knows the only thing that can stop him is himself, so he tries to have them immediately destroyed. But the only problem is he's not enjoying it. He tries to stop. Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. He tries to kill everyone who doesn't die in Endgame. That's the one he always tries to kill. Anyone who doesn't die by Thanos' hand is the one that he tries to prune. That that is the entire point of this. That's why I think it's Loki. Because he knows the only person that can stop him, and if he gets killed by Thanos, it doesn't matter. But everybody else who survives that or doesn't go through that or deviates from that path is a threat. But then it's contradictory than what they said in the series. No, everything that happened with the Avengers, that stuff needed to happen and was supposed to happen. No, that's not contradictory. It was supposed to happen. Loki died. No, but he was saying, uh, what did he say? Uh, he made a with point the time, about With it. the time stuff. Yeah, that they were supposed to happen, that these things needed to happen, that you were destined to help them become their best selves. Yeah, he ne- Loki needed to die to help Thor get the the strength to want to really fight with them. So and in all these incarnations, Loki was destined to, to die so that other hero types could co- become their best selves. I don't that know about all that. That could all be part of was. That could be, but that's all, but they're that all lies. The it's all lies yeah. and Kool-Aid. We're talking about what I think the actual man behind the curtain is and why I think man. it is. And that's man. what I'm thinking. Is that, I think I killed both my theory and that theory. No, like, what know, you're I'm trying to do is you're trying to be like, well, they're lying to us in the show, but I'm going to say that that's true so I can prove my point. No, no, no. I thought about something that Joshua said. Like I said, it doesn't make sense. And even then in this one, it wouldn't make sense that that guy would be the architect. It, well, I guess we'll no. find out in a couple of days, huh? And we'll see who's right. Is it Kang? Is it Loki? Or is it Mobius? I don't know. We'll see. Loki could be Mobius. Ooh. Yeah, people have been theorizing that for a long time. <laughs> that is not a strange theory. People have been saying that Loki is actually Mobius. Yeah. Who else had great power? Oh, my God. I'm trying I, to remember that guy. I just don't think it's going to be too complicated of an answer when it comes to Loki. From these shows, I think it's going to be kind of like what it, which, what it's always kind of be, you know. I feel like the whole show has been low key about betraying Loki's and kind of stuff. So I think yeah. it's just, it's just going to be that towards the end. I mean, they could introduce King the Conqueror. It would be kind of cool. I'm not upset if they do do that. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm not expecting like a huge twist, so to speak, to be like, oh snap, 
You know, so. I'm just excited for Wednesday. How does that work with WandaVision if you introduce Kang the Cocker? How does all this work where this is going? I mean, it does, it does, that's what I'm saying. It, that's what the MCU is not going to get complicated to Brandon's concern. Well, they introduce all these shows and it's going to be hard to follow. Like, they're going to be very entertaining shows to do, but not going to have super major impact on the overall storylines for Phase 4. I mean, logically speaking, we're already at the end of the universe with Loki, right? And the only people there are Lokis. Like, what is largely speaking? What does that mean? You mean size. Largely? Largely yeah. speaking. I need more coffee. Oh, sorry, just huh? a bigly. Jeez. Bigly, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Um, but, um, yeah, that's why I just think. I think at the end of the timelines where Loki's at, there's just a bunch of Loki's. That's the only people that are surviving there. To be honest with you, I think the people in that castle, wherever he's going to go, is going to be another Loki. Like, who else is around besides Loki's? <laughs> it does make like, a lot of sense. I'm leaning more and more towards that theory now. I'm thinking that's who it's going to be, not Kang. I think Kang is misdirection. It's Loki. I'm sticking to but, it. Uh, I don't know. Because it, it, everybody was pruned. Everybody that was pruned ended up in that uh, void. Yeah. And, they all, and they all die. And I'm saying the only body that's left is Loki. <laughs> so just, just those of the Lokis. I mean, like Asgard has its soul. If you hear wolf's ears, you see wolf's teeth, <laughs> or something <laughs> like he said already. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, it's the more we talk, the more and more I like that theory. I'm gonna stick with uh, that. It's cool. I mean, I think the the idea situation. It is Loki. He is Mobius, and that. Loki tells him like I'm controlled by like he got to the end is like look I can I can right. read timelines right but like and I can do all this stuff but now I'm trying to conquer a bigger threat which is King the Conqueror he found somebody even more it's just typical Loki loop like he's chasing power and he got to the TVA he chased the power to get to the Guardians right and he found out that there's somebody else which is King the so now he's going after King and that's just the Loki we're going to see yeah. So, <laughs> We'll see. All of this to say, we don't know how the MCU is going to churn up. We started talking about Loki. We started on Black Widow. That's why. We don't know where it's going to go. But Black Widow had its own thing. It was interesting. Taskmaster was kind of weak. The post-credit sequence was just setting up the Hawkeye movie. We'll see how it all plays and goes together. But unfortunately, people as low as I would love to sit here and talk, I actually have to go. I am about 20 minutes late than I need to be. So I got to go. But thank you guys for joining us. Dan, I'm glad you were able to be here for us and give us your horrible theory. But, hey, maybe it'll hey, turn out to be true. Uh, wait a minute. Let's put a spicy chicken sandwich where your mouth is. Okay. You want to put, you it put some on it. It will not be Loki. I'll bet you a spicy chicken sandwich. So you want to bet a spicy chicken sandwich that it will not be Loki. Okay. That's correct. So, Joshua, you want to get in on this action? Are you okay, with your wait, brother? Hold on. Hold you on. believe it's going to be Loki? I mean, I think Brian Oley owes me dinner. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> From what? The E3 prediction. It's not even over yet. We haven't had EA. Really? I thought it hasn't came and gone yet. No, EA is not gone Ooh. yet. So you just—I thought you would know since you're already declaring victory. Comes to the. I mean, yeah, right. Um, just, okay, so I mean, I get my thing about this bet, right? It's just like 
Weapon is located in the castle, and then Kane the Conqueror shows up. Does that not count as it being Loki? That'll be a wash. If that happens, no, no. If they're both there, they're two distinct people. Okay, but then Loki would still be there. So does that mean I win? No, because Loki's not behind it. But he's there. He's there. I mean. Okay, there's so I guess we be, have to def- There's going to be a Loki there. There's going to be a okay, Loki here's at the, thing, the end. Is Joshua's question is if Loki and Kang are working together, what does that mean? Huh, that then has to be a wash. Okay. Okay, so so I'm gonna say like it's a bet. Right, my bet I would bet that there is a Loki gonna be in that castle. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. So but then if you're saying like, well, if he's like because ultimately in the MCU universe, if it's not Loki behind, it's King the Conqueror. But then who's who's around, who's behind King the Conqueror? Oh, it's these Celestials. But who was behind the Celestials? You know, like how far are we going to really go with this bet? You know, like the ultimate antagonist in nah, terms of the MCU. Let's just say I, for, I, I for can, this episode, it'll be Loki. All right. That's yeah, are we going to say this Loki's in the in the building? I'll say Loki's no, in the building. No, in the building. Yeah, all, right, too we, all right. I'm going to say Loki is behind it. He is going to be the big bad. Whether he presents himself as Kang or we'll, we'll see. But he will be revealed to be the big guy for this show. Okay, that's And I'm bet. saying Loki's not going to be that person. Okay, so I will change the bet. If you win, I will buy you a spicy chicken sandwich. But if I win, I will buy you a salad and you have to eat it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Whatever salad I choose, you don't get to choose. Oh, man, you're going to choose something with mayonnaise dressing. Yes. No, no, I don't like mayonnaise dressing. I'll choose a good salad, but you're going to have to eat uh-huh. it. All right. All right, we'll go with it. All right. Sounds like a win-win. Yeah, All right, sounds like <laughs> Sounds like death for him, though. I, I got to win. I want a spicy chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, thank you for joining us for this special spoiler review of Black Widow. Hope you enjoyed it and our little discussion into the couple of Lokis. We're going to go through all of the Loki when the final episode airs, so don't worry about that. We'll go into detail and probably go over a lot of this again, and we'll find out who is actually the victor of this bet. But until then, we are out of here. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you on another full review of Review After Watching. Full episode, not review. But you, you understand. This has been an Audio Mind production.